Talks Reviews. Uh, we're talking about WandaVision, episode eight, previously on. Uh, but before we get to it, let me throw it to Lou to talk about the giveaway. So we are still giving away uh, two WandaVision Funko Pops. Uh, this week would technically be the last week for you to try and join as we were. we are going to reveal the winners uh, in the next episode so like comment subscribe hit that as you know they say the notification bell and uh the more comments you do the more chances you have of winning so i'm alex and i'm joined by lou sup and michelle hello (laughs) and uh, we are at the penultimate episode of WandaVision. Just one more left uh, after this week. And uh, it's, it's a very emotional time because uh, we, we've grown a lot closer in discussing this uh, horribly tease of a show. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, this episode was unique in that it was all flashbacks and uh, mostly all uh, were Wanda's, except for the very first one. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. First of all, I'd like to talk about everyone's thoughts. Uh, I can start off. It was really, really good. Again, like I said before, after the uh, first few episodes, it shot up and just kind of stayed in the same line. It didn't go down. Uh, I didn't, however, like that they kind of maybe lacked a little bit of setup for the next episode. But other than that, I wish they, because it was basically like, like uh, Alex was saying, it's all flashbacks and it's like, they showed, you know, what we're going to talk about later as a mid credit scene, and then it just kind of move on to the next episode. So I wish they did more of setting up the uh, the last episode. But other than that, it was it was really good. It was emotional. I agree. The emotional part is what made this episode really stand out for me. I thought it, like I, Elizabeth Ol- Olsen has been fantastic this entire show, but I feel like this episode in particular, like her acting chops through the roof it was really hard not to feel so much in each scene just in each flashback there was a lot of trauma being like explicitly shown which we'd all guessed about most of the things and I'm like happy to say we were (laughs) correct about a lot of things that we'd said um, pertaining to these flashbacks but seeing her go through them and revisit them tugged at the heartstrings I felt a little bit emotionally drained by the end of it because I felt a lot of it especially the last kind of flashback it it tore me I, i'm i'm gonna cry like it was it was spectacular it was so so good um as far as the tone went i felt it was different from every other episode because we haven't had like one lacking whimsy to this degree i guess i would say because Jim's not here to say it it wasn't fun at all it was it was pretty heavy and i loved that about it awesome yeah no i i agree with uh, with both of you uh, this episode did hit differently than uh, all the other ones. Uh, it was uh, a, a lot more uh, emotional. And I think it reinforces the point that I've repeated uh, throughout our, our entire series in that uh, any puppet master, any outside influence of Wanda would cheapen this because this is a story about a woman's trauma, a woman overcoming uh, these, you, you know, personal issues and just like unheard of uh, disasters uh, thrust upon her and, and her, her reaction to that. And, and the reaction is uh, 
just her powers taking on a life of its own, literally in uh, more ways than one. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the flashback at, in Westview because uh, that's the, the culmination of her, uh, of her stress. Uh, but first we'll talk about badass Agatha and, and the Salem, uh, Salem trials, but, but kind of like a different twist on it because uh, they weren't witch hunters that were burning her at the stake, but it was a coven of witches uh, that had her uh, tied at the stake for reading a from a tome that she should not have read from, from studying the black mystic arts that uh, if uh, anybody else has watched Doctor Strange, you know, you can't touch those books, <laughs> right? They get a little slap on the wrist by, uh, uh, by Wong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it, it was a great look at, at her origin where she started uh, and, and you, you don't need to fill any blanks in my opinion from that point to, to today's point. But uh, what's your thoughts on it? It felt like a very quick and succinct origin. As, like, as you said, Alex, I didn't need more than that. That was enough background for me to see what Agatha's up to now and kind of get it, especially as it pertains to this episode and her practicing of magic and what that seems to mean to her in relation to Wanda. I thought that was just enough preface that I was like, great, makes sense why we're going to take this journey now. So it was, it was cool. And I mean, it was cool seeing her be like such a badass versus all the other witches and the different colors of magic again I think is always fascinating yeah. with the purple coming through so yeah I liked it yeah it is a great little five minute scene just to kind of give us the background of Agatha she you know from that scene tells me that she's after you know ultimate power and uh she went through her coven including her own mother to, to, to get there. Um, uh, I guess, I don't know, my, my question to you guys, if you notice it is like, what was that crown? Her mother had it when her mother mm -hmm. had the last attack. There was yeah, a crown, kind of a magical, magical. Yeah, crown on her before she, she died. So I wonder if there was any significance to that that you guys would know of because I was kind of curious. About I mean, that. as far as witches go, that just made me think she was the supreme, like she was the queen witch. <laughs> queen bitch and Agatha killed her <laughs> and that's kind of what it felt like to me it was really showing that her, her mother was in such a place of power and Agatha was still able to defeat her like the rest that's what very it meant to easily, me. sure. by the way very easily yeah. barely breaking a sweat like yeah it, it, okay here's actually here's one of the theories I have because it looked very much like she was kind of like yo magicking their magic like eating up their magic and putting it back against them and I just thought that was really interesting, just the way they were shooting those beams of light into her and then her magic was slowly kind of like eating it, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So that just seemed really interesting to me that that was the visual behind it. Not that she shot her own beam, but she kind of consumed theirs, if that makes sense. So, you know, for- Sorry, Alec, go ahead. Sorry, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, like for once, it did seem like there was a character siphoning magic from another source and that's Agatha. And, and because yeah, th those, that power, shouldn't belong to her exclusively like should it, she shouldn't have uh that power set to you know kill all the the, the entire coven and her mother mm -hmm. uh and 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 then when you flash to the present you you do see her powers in action she's transforming uh the cicada or fly whatever that was 
into a bird. Disco bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, so much for that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm over it. Mephisto by like you're a bird that got eaten by a rabbit. So. <laughs> However, funny rabbit. What's it, Mr. Scratches? Senior Scratchy. Senior Scratchy. Yeah, Senior Scratchy. Uh, I think there's something going on with uh, Senior Scratchy uh, having eaten that bird and just the way Agatha holds it yeah 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 you you never know but like I'm I I guess this is one of my predictions for next week whatever you know the fan favorite Mephisto Nightmare Cthulhu uh Jason (laughs) Voorhees whoever it is this dark evil entity it's going to be that rabbit that's my Mm. guess that's my prediction that was basically what I was going to say. Uh, I was just going to say Mephisto is still alive. It's that bunny, whatever. Like you were saying, it, Mephisto, Nightmare, Freddy. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> is, that is the bunny. And uh, I don't think we are going to get a lot of that bunny until probably Doctor Strange 2, where, you know. So it'll be a little tease near the end. But yeah, that was all I was going to add to that. I think it's important to point out in this because when Agatha kind of revealed what's going on and they start to take, like right before they start to take their journey, she says some interesting things. So what I gathered is her issue with Wanda is that Wanda is seemingly able to create matter at this point, which is kind of revealed to us a little bit later in, um, in the flashbacks. Because Agatha very specifically talks about the fact that she can only transform matter, which she shows through like the bug thing and the bird and all that. At which point she mentions Pietro, as she calls fake Pietro. 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 (laughs) She calls him, quote unquote, a crystalline possession, which I've literally never heard of that. (laughs) I tried to Google it. I wasn't quite sure what that meant. But I think at the very least, she's implying she didn't make him out of nothing. So he's something, he's someone, because she'd mentioned she can't bring people back from the dead and the other body was too full of bullets. Yep. So who is this Pietro? Like, it didn't answer that, but we know it's not just a created thing. It's somebody, there's somebody under that or somebody in that. And that hasn't been answered. And I thought that was a little interesting because Snooper's going to snoop and we don't know what happened after that. (laughs) See, this is where I believe that it is still... Peter Maximoff from the X-Men universe. The fact that she didn't mention that she was just, you know, like a delivery guy or somebody down the street. The fact mm-hmm. that she did not mention who he was leads me to believe that he plucked, he has to, because it has to kind of like whatever, I can't, I don't remember the term right now, but it has to kind of resemble his brother. Not, not just in like physically, but somehow spiritually have some similarities, right? So plucking him from another you know universe like to me makes sense Mm -hmm. because even from wanda we haven't seen someone transformed physically to like an extreme degree so i'd be curious if i don't know just based on the power difference between agatha and wanda is agatha really able uh, to change somebody so drastically i'm not i'm not sure i i still i hope it's peter like i really i've been (laughs) on Same. team peter since day one and i Same. i think it's still a possibility that makes me really excited so fingers crossed let's hope i would have mind and now uh for first 
flashback, we have uh, Wanda as a child in Sokovia. Her father just gets home uh, from a hard day of uh, hawking DVDs, it seems. Uh, so the, this sets it like around the mid 2000s, possibly early 2000s. And uh, the family's about to sit down and watch uh, a sitcom, Wanda's Choice, which was, uh, I think, the Dick Van Dyke show, an episode of uh, yep. Yep. DVD. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, they were interrupted by an attack, uh, I suppose, the, the, the Civil War or what have you. And this harkens back to Age of Ultron, Avengers Part Two where uh, Wanda explains that she was trapped under a building with her brother with a missile that said Stark Industries that, that was just defective. And the implication is, defective. exactly, is, is that mm-hmm. how could it be defective? Like to, to me, that's the first thing I thought. Like, how the hell is a Stark uh, missile gonna be defective? We've never seen anything he created be defective. So the um, implication was that this is the first manifestation of her innate powers, that perhaps she wasn't given these powers by uh, Hydra, as uh, we thought all along, and that uh, it, it was within her all along. Uh, you guys think? I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I think that's just the, her in that, like basically the same way other mutants manifest their like their ex gene is through like fear or something like and uh i think uh, agatha was asking like how did you do that probability hex or something like that well she right. did mm-hmm. technically didn't do a spell and then her like i guess mutant abilities just showed up for the first time which are there more of them now because if that's the case are there more mutants somewhere hey. Right? So hey that, was, that was that was my thought on that <laughs> The thing that I'm getting stuck on, I guess, with the mutant versus not mutant situation, and this is just a me problem for sure, because Agatha's really attached to the fact that Wanda's a witch. Like, she's really trying to imply she's a witch. So is a witch a mutant? Like, I, you know what I mean? Is that a thing? Like, in the comic book universe, is there crossover between the two? Like, could a mutant be a witch and could a witch be a mutant? Do, do you know what I mean? Because is she a witch who then got her witchy powers expanded by the Mind Stone because that seems to be what Agatha's implying or as Lou's implying she was a mutant whose X gene got like amplified are those the same are they different you know what I mean well the the first character I I think of is magic Ileana Rasputin from the comics and uh but I think she spent several years in limbo and I think that's where she developed her sort of uh sorcery powers uh so I can't her her mutant power character. was to get to Limbo, and then her sorcery right. was from Limbo. Like that's where she learned. Okay. It. Oh, okay. Okay. There cool. You go. Okay. Thank you. That actually helped. That helps. I'm just. Yeah. I'm curious because I'm getting caught up in the magic, like the word yeah. magic, as it relates to this universe, because it's there are so many different types of beings in the MCU, and in, at what point is it magic, mutant, mind stone? infinity stone technology science like do you know what i mean it's like are they all the same thing just named differently i'm i don't know this is just me like semantics getting stuck there i i think it's kind of like i want to say a cop out but like i more like an easy way out for the writers to use the umbrella term of like chaos magic 
So what falls under that? It's like, wow, you can have your mutant powers there. That, like that can develop from this chaos magic. Chaos magic, it, I, I think they're going to use it to explain a lot of things that like I, in I, any I like loose that, yeah. thread. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Then I have no problems. Yeah. It's all chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's chaos. why Agatha That's is so uh, afraid of Wanda because of <laughs> that power, which according to her is a myth, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I think there's jealousy and confusion there as well because yeah. my understanding is Agatha's, you know, she's stolen, she's trained, she's worked for the level of magic she has, and Wanda seemingly like stumbled upon it and it just kind of happened to her. She's not specifically tried to train it because we don't really see that with her in the Avengers yeah. of her trying to like she never figure out what her training. powers can do or or do any like Professor X type stuff, like being trained with it. So I think there's like that level of jealousy between the two of them. And before we move past this like flashback, I want to give props to, I don't know who, but someone from our original group of four, because somebody said that she probably watched these shows as a child. That was me. And yeah. there you go. Okay. I was like, I couldn't remember who had said it. So huge <laughs> pat on the back. Because nice. when we got there, I was like, I know somebody said this. And that's <clears throat> like, I know we'd gone back and looked to see if there was any references or anything and, and there wasn't. And so here it is. And you were hundred percent correct as to why wandavision show kind of took the form it did so hat for you Lou. <laughs> nice now let's hope and, my uh, becomes correct yeah. <laughs> i am i'm gonna burn at the stake for this so you know go down with the <laughs> ship whatever let it happen week left. just one more week don't worry we'll, it we'll still see. happen <laughs> i think we have the thumbnails for next week uh speaking of burn at the stake <laughs> yep <laughs> So moving on with the uh, flashbacks, the next one, uh, we we have um, grown-up Wanda. Uh, it's a Hydra compound with Loki's former scepter, where the uh, mind gem resides. And uh, I guess Wanda interacts with it and has this vision with it, no pun intended, within the, the mind gem uh, sort of aura or energy that it emits. And she sees herself in like a full superhero regalia, just looking like straight out of the comics, uh, like even more so than we've ever seen her prior to to this moment. Uh, we also get to see Von Strucker and some other Hydra jabronis there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah uh, that, the visual was, was awesome. I thought it was incredible seeing Wanda, seeing herself, uh within this and i really hope we get to see this costume what about you guys well as for the costume it's uh it's already revealed in the one of the posters oh all right where uh it's a picture of wanda and then one of the tvs actually has that part of the costume including there's like like a belt part oh yeah yeah and uh what that scene reminded me of like it was truly like a phoenix scene yeah if you're familiar with x-men that was like all right it's gene gray right here but it was great again it kind of uh lets us know about how the stone was probably seeking somebody that has power already mm-hmm. and it kind of mm-hmm. was looking for her again mm-hmm. another reference to to the phoenix but yeah uh, i thought it was really awesome like alex said i wish we get to fully see that scene like in basically the last episode. I don't know if I have literally anything to add. 
<laughs> I agree. Um, the only thing I think for me, it solidified the fact that she had powers because they explicitly said that no one else had survived an interaction with the scepter. And then she obviously survived it. And it was kind of fun to see that little like jump cut edit uh, of the security footage, which is a little reminder of what's about to happen with WandaVision and all the jump cuts in the <laughs> broadcast. So I thought that was kind of a cool like call back, call forward situation. It, it was great. I don't know if anybody uh, remembered or paid attention, but every everyone else died, right? Except for, did Pietro go through that too? So it was just the two of them that survived, I, right? Okay, yeah, okay, just mm-hmm. making sure. I think that's like, yeah, that's implied in Ultron. Yeah. So previously implied, but also in, yeah. And there were volunteers and basically everyone else didn't survive except for those two. Right on. And uh, let's move ahead forward. The next flashback is uh, just after the Sokovia incident with Ultron and Pietro's death. Uh, Wanda is mourning at Avengers HQ and uh, has a shares a tender moment with Vision about uh, grief, about sorrow, about uh, her, her brother's death. And uh, yeah, let me let you guys take it take over now. I love that scene because I felt like one of the misses in the Avengers movie was the development of the relationship between Wanda and Vision. Because suddenly, um, what is it in Infinity Wars Endgame, whatever, they're like off together in love. And I yeah. it felt like a big jump for them to yeah. get to that point um, from everything that happened in Civil War. So seeing this kind of tender moment that like, would have happened before that really I don't know it started to solidify the, like the creation of their relationship and then Vision's line about love as it pertains to grief I don't remember the exact phrasing I think it's like what is grief but love persisting or per- yeah. persevering yeah. or something of that yeah. M- mic drop it was so good and it felt really like I think Wanda in current time needed to hear that in that moment and I think that was really it was a beautiful moment like I, just, I honestly I'm not usually so positive I have so many positive things to say about this episode I freaking love it <laughs> I basically agree 100% with uh, what Michelle just said uh, just to add on is that I really like that scene between the two of them finally there there's a you, you, you see the connection even in just kind of the, the, the way it was acted it was acted beautifully by the two of them and yeah, it does solidify the the two as maybe that's the start of their relationship, and it makes uh, Infinity War make sense of why they kind of just ran away. So yeah, basically what Michelle just said. A great fill in the blank flashback, yeah, and very absolutely. much needed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, soon after, we have Wanda visiting Sword HQ to reclaim the Vision's body uh, because as she said, he deserves a funeral, which he definitely does. Uh, however, Hayward also postulates the, the, the thought that he's like, what, a billion dollar- Three billion dollar. Three billion dollar machine. It should not be buried underground. And, and he does have a point. It, it's, it's like, if you put it somewhere in a tomb, like who's to say someone else won't, you know, dig it up and and what have you. Uh, but that's besides the point. I'll, I'll, let me carry on with the scene because if it was just so much 
to to take in. Uh, so Hayward does show Wanda the, the Vision's body, and it's played out uh, very much like uh, a scene in the West Coast Avengers that uh, Lou has an image of, Spicy Spice. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and 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 so uh, Wanda's distraught she goes down to see the body and she says i can't feel you now that line <laughs> is, is a line that's often repeated in the movies uh in, in infinity war uh the, the the vision says to her that i i can feel you and at the end when she's about to to destroy his mind gem he says you can't hurt me i can feel you something like that something around those lines so to hear wanda say those words i can't feel you that devastating to the core for her and for the audience uh, and we see her leave and but we see her leave without the vision's body okay so someone was lying someone was doctoring footage of wanda uh stealing the body tell me guys i'm pissed off <laughs> what did you guys think hey word is sus <laughs> He's so suspicious. I've, we've been suspicious of him for, for a hot minute now, but he was the one who said, no, Wanda stole the body. Wanda did these things, da, 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 when very clearly she didn't. Though in that scene, when they were having a discussion, he felt, it felt like he was goading her. He oh, was like yeah, throwing these little nuggets 100%. out there. He's like, oh, you, you could probably bring him back. Like he said something of that nature, like putting these ideas in her head. So I don't know what he was trying to accomplish with that because he was really like trying to make her do something she clearly didn't want to do she was just in grief wanted to bury the love of her life that's a pretty reasonable headspace to be in and Hayward seemed to be just trying to find these buttons to push in their conversation that eventually led to her like breaking the glass and jumping down but still didn't result I think in what he wanted it to result in um and I guess we kind of learn later on he was hoping she would power him on in some capacity because we do find out that through the use of her magic, they're able to power something else. We'll get there. Um, so I think he was, he's pissed at Wanda because she didn't kind of rise to, to his jabs, if that makes sense. Yep. Hayward is a piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> earlier, I know I said that I was giving him the benefit of the doubt a little bit because kind of to, to, put on his shoes having to deal with something that insane and it's under your kind of you know your protection that that's crazy but after this episode yeah he's just a piece of shit he was trying to put words and make Wanda do things that Wanda didn't want to do including the fact that lying saying that uh Wanda stole the body when in fact she didn't she left peacefully and uh, Hayward made it uh, seem like she's a criminal. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, he, well, God damn, he's... <laughs> damn you, Hayward. I, I, I just want to say the level of manipulation from Hay- Hayward extends beyond that. Because if you think about the whole uh, Westview-Wanda incident, why is S.W.O.R.D. the only uh, sort of task force at the scene, sure, sure like uh, Agent Wu was there under the FBI, but, but he was just a lone agent. Uh, but like, how did S.W.O.R.D. get to be the only task force there, if not by lying, saying, oh, this deals with us. Wanda 
stole our property and she's doing something mm-hmm. with it. And then the, the doctored footage uh, that, that he has of Wanda uh, taking the body, which she clearly didn't. And uh, so that's, I, I, I suppose, the way he just gets himself involved and he's just stuck there doing his own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, where where was Shield? Where were the Avengers? I mean, where was uh, Shuri, who did an entire scan of of Vision, and Mm -hmm. they seem to be not involved with this at all. So, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. how. Goddamn, he. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Sorry. Whether he's like an actual evil person or just an asshole, I hate him. Regardless, (laughs) whatever he's doing, he's doing the wrong thing. I I just like to to add like the motivation is there he like the the most sophisticated sentient weapon uh, that there's ever been and and that's the vision so I want to say that strikes off any Mephisto influence any you know sort of diabolical supernatural I don't think it's Hayward although people say and the the scroll thing I don't know like once you add scrolls you never know that's all in the air you never know. <laughs> Zip forward once again uh, to the very last flashback. Wanda pissed off from her uh, visit to the sword and seeing the, the truth behind the, the vision uh, and his body. She travels to Westview uh, where I, I, I think she pulls out a deed and a map that highlights uh, a plot of land that I believe the vision and Wanda were planning to live on. That was gonna be their home for you know the rest of their superhero life and without the the vision there she's unable to do that so her her powers their chaos power chaos magic manifests itself and she builds a house from the ground up and transforms the town of sad looking uh people (laughs) they they were pretty miserable they're looking pretty miserable by the way and um yeah, she. This is where WandaVision begins. Uh, this is the origin of WandaVision. Westview is walled off, and she creates the vision just standing right in front of her from scratch, from the ground up, no, uh, no body whatsoever. She creates her version of vi- the vision in Westview, and that's where the, the show begins. Uh, they're, they're set in the 50s, and uh, you continue on. Were you guys satisfied with the with this origin story of Westview? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll yes. go. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I mean, it was it was heartbreaking. It was gut wrenching. Her like scream of anguish, essentially, when she like fell to her knees and then the magic happened, it pierced my dark soul. Um, <laughs> it was it was really beautiful. I thought if there was going to be a way that they showed how this happened it's a way that felt almost fully justified in my mind like I completely felt her grief in that moment and why she would create this place and and this whole safe town because you know with all those different memories it was the her safety blanket with her family and her parents wanted to learn English so that's why it was all these shows and it felt really safe to her before her life kind of got fully uprooted and then seeing her create vision from the nothing kind of solidifies why Agatha is so peeved about everything because she's not supposed to be able to do that with her chaos magic or whatever it is. Being able to fully create 
a being that seems to exist really without her like you know her mind control or anything that seems like a far stretch for her magic even if her magic like made sense that she'd be able to make Westview what it was like that was a stretch but it wasn't such a stretch because it was just changing matter not completely creating it so it was it was oh so good so sad yeah uh like michelle said this scene was very heartbreaking um especially that it mirrored uh the scene from age of ultron where she she didn't see it but when she felt that uh pietro died mm-hmm. that was like kind of the scream she drops to her knees and mm-hmm. just lets out her magic and having to have lived through that being with the avengers and and being with vision to help her get back up again sort of you know make her feel a little better and then to lose that too and then with finally the the final straw with uh, her encounter with hayward which was just man it, it hurt it i felt like the 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 time she was uh when she was on her way to westview just seeing uh all the townspeople like really sad looking and then finally just letting it out it was like mm-hmm. i was waiting for something like that to happen and uh yeah it, it, it's heartbreaking man I, i felt that this is definitely like a dark phoenix story done right you know take finally right <laughs> yeah finally like this is definitely yeah it, it, it was it was like fox focused more on like the power levels rather than the uh, emotional conflict so mm, yes they, they, oh, 100% yeah, yeah. So, so now you have like a balance in wandavision and uh, unfortunately it's not the phoenix <laughs> but anyways uh, maybe wandavision i mean wanda's awesome anyways uh and now we reach the end of oh no wait not the end it's the mid credit scene <laughs> Damn you, Marvel. You did it to us again. Uh, this mid-credit scene shows Hayward uh, preparing his uh, weapon to send into Westview and I guess, you know, deal with uh, what's going on there. And uh, what better than his own vision uh, synthesoid? Uh, but what, what what color was he? Was that white? Was, it, it was off-white, like, some off, right? grayish... Bluish white. white, like eggshell white. Eggshell white. Eggshell white. Let's call it eggshell <laughs> white with the with the weird eyes, uh, the, the, the albino vision, I suppose. And <laughs> and they're they're about to send them in to uh, to Westview. So uh, we talked about this last week that yes, Hayward uh, is creating a robot to send in. So guys, you call that, you call that, call that with the cataract. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I I mean, not much of a surprise. Uh, I I, I think we're all expecting something, but uh, next episode is going to be hectic. And, uh, uh, were you happy with, uh, with that reveal? I I was, I was, uh, the funny thing is, uh the thursday night before before that episode i had this thought in my head and i wanted to like text every text the group like hey guys what if wanda never stole the body what if this is you know and then yeah. i'm like you know what yeah. it's 1 a.m like okay right i'm gonna go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and then i would have looked so cool that i i, I thought of that like, oh. 
we, I wish we, you'd uh, done that. Like that's that would yeah. be like double pats on the back. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we sort of got it right. So yeah, that, that was really cool. Now the the cool part about this is I'm curious what this uh synthesoids makeup is gonna be like. Who 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 is he? Are we gonna hear Vision's voice? Are we gonna hear right. a completely different voice? Are we gonna hear Ultron's voice? So this leads me to believe that going into theories again, that both visions will fight each other. Uh, the hex, the, the Wanda's vision will kill that dude and then the hex will be gone and then vision will also die. So that's kind of one of the predictions that I'll put out there. But really cool. I, I like that. I like that there's going to be some cool battle scenes and... Uh, Again, there was a interview with Paul Bettany again saying that this uh, last episode has more CGI than Endgame, which is kind of what? insane if you think about it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm That's super crazy. excited for that. Ooh, finally the fight that I've been waiting for. Give me Michelle's fight. The power fight. Let's go. <laughs> I want it so bad. Um, Lou, you reminded me though. Um, this is just very self-serving. I'm gonna pat myself on the back for my wild theory that is 100% freaking true that you just reminded me of. The title. I said, "What if it's Wanda's vision?" I remember when yes. I said that, yes. and I was freaking right. I absolutely <laughs> nailed it. Like that. Like that is exactly what it is. So, woo! Yep. Celebrating me because that was super right. weird. Um, but I, I did it. <laughs> um, I don't have a theory necessarily about who this guy is what this guy is gonna do I'm just I'm here for the fight that they've been seemingly teasing for a while um when Wanda and Geraldine or what's her Monica Monica Geraldine I'm like what's her name um when they were like gonna go at it like I know there's I feel like we've been promised a big super fight and I want that for next episode so bad and I want it to be as colorful as I think it's going to be especially with all the people Mm -hmm. having like very pigmented powers, I guess would be the word I'd use, that that could be what the CGI really is. It's just like this colorful thing, especially because Westview is so colorful now, now that we're kind of into current times. I just hope it's like, I want it to be just visually so awesome. And uh, just to add something is, don't think for a second that this amount of magic being used will not you know, will not uh, ring the bell of a certain sorcerer supreme. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I would be surprised actually if he didn't show up for a cameo, like even a little bit, just to take Wanda and maybe put her under her wing, whatever. But yeah. Uh, I've got one bold prediction. Uh, and and per- perhaps it's not so bold. Maybe you two were thinking the same thing. But I do think when. Uh, OG vision. I, I don't know what to call him. Uh, the, the, the white vision. Yeah. The, I, because I, I feel funny calling him real vision. I don't think eggshell vision. vision. I would just call Egg, him vision, vision and cataract. That's what I've been <laughs> okay, calling them. Okay. Cataract. I think he's going to pop up. First thing he's going to do, he kills Agatha. <gasps> Agatha is off Ooh. the map. Yeah. And then perhaps at the end, like the mid credit scene, we're going to have our little reveal of Senor Scratchy and what Senor Scratchy's deal mm. is. That, 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 that's what I'm thinking. That's, uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. see that. I, I, I see that happening. 
Because right, also right. maybe Senior Scratchy is like under Agatha's control, like was transformed into Senior Scratchy. And then with Agatha dead, that being can be their true version. In, so. in, in the comics, I think that's the case. I'm pretty sure that- uh, Nicholas Scratch? Yeah, that's right. That's her son, right? right. Yeah. Uh, but in 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 this one in in this it's just I think the rabbit has like a bigger role because it's gonna be one of those things when we rewatch the episodes we're gonna see oh the the rabbit's in the house like oh the rabbit's right there and and and, and we'll see and like if it turns out to be like nightmares like oh my god this nightmare he's right there so yeah or the rabbit the, was a tiger all along <laughs> oh. <laughs> or the rabbit ate the cicada rabbits eat you know plants and stuff i don't know if oh, rabbits right. are meat eaters but it ate the, the rabbit ate mephisto the rabbit Ooh. ate mephisto <laughs> sorry mephisto um not not a theory but just uh, uh a wish if you will is uh let's say chaos is happening all around the, the bubble and people need to get out of that bubble. It would be so amazing if we saw one Peter Maximoff take people out of oh. that bubble with some yes. classic tune. Yeah. Oh. I don't think oh we're going to get God. it, but that's just like a wish that's like... I don't necessarily have any predictions but I just I have some questions that haven't been answered yet that I'm just gonna like put out there in case they become relevant um we still don't know who Jimmy Woo's missing person is and it's been haunting me (laughs) um I'm just curious and it felt like Dottie was important but now it doesn't and I don't know if that was she was just a random human and she's just there or I don't know it felt weird that we Kind of were super suspicious of her and then she just disappeared off the face of the earth for a while. <laughs> um, so throwing those out there. And then I mean I don't know. It can't how to be just a throwaway it. line, right? It's just it has to be something. Yeah. I feel like a lot like I haven't seen anything that's not intentional at this point. Even mm-hmm. the smaller things seem really intentional. So question mark there. Um then the only thing I'm gonna just bring up because I don't know where else to bring it up is the Wonder Man theory, I guess. Because Alex had mentioned Wonder Man last week, kind of as a throwaway comment, just yes. <laughs> and it could be a thing because there's still the hinting of a like next level cameo and who it would be in this nut. And it was said that Paul Bettany, like the person who it could be, is somebody that Paul Bettany has always wanted to work with. And one of the theories floating around is that it's Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man, um, because of what was filmed and cut out for Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. And then in one of the featurettes of WandaVision, there was this photo that we're going to put up at this point mm-hmm. showing a little Wonder Man thing in the background. And that also seemed like too conspicuously placed to just not mean anything. So maybe something Wonder Man related would be cool. Uh, maybe like as a very, very final credit situation, he just like shows up like, did I miss the party or some stupid Nathan Fillion joke? I don't know. He's very important to uh, to the whole Wanda and Vision yeah, comic book storyline. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So so like it 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 would be I don't know a misstep to just exclude him completely. You know, as, as like not not even like an actor on a different show. And you know, let's say like episode five or something. But uh, it would be cool to see. At this point, I think there's like so many characters and like so many character resolutions that we have to see that. Uh, 
who knows who's gonna you know just get tossed aside and uh next episode will be what 40 minutes 50 minutes they said it's around 50 so it should be the longest episode so far okay which would make sense because there's no way they can tie everything up in like 30 minutes right right yeah, not if there's gonna be an epic battle. Oh yeah, no way. Ep- give me fifteen minutes of fighting. <laughs> fifteen minutes of epic battles. <laughs> like you're gonna need five minutes alone for Quicksilver's scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depending on the length of the song, like who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Witchy woman <gasps> by the Eagles. I- <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking like Black Magic Woman. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh yeah, Something that's a like good one. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say "Sweet Dreams," but then they it, we already they already used that. They did. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, now my brain's just like, what cool songs I, I could go off forever about that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. With that, we've reached the end, and uh, we'd like to thank you all for watching. Uh, please uh, hit like, subscribe, share with your friends. You can follow us on uh, all the social medias that you have and uh we'll see you next week adios peace